0: Good evening, Uh, it's Nathan Boyle here from Hamilton Baptist. I'd just like to share with you tonight a very well-known psalm, uh, Psalm 46. I'm just gonna read the first seven verses. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, this psalm um, is, I said, well known. Um, <clears throat> it's a psalm of the sons of Korah, written for the safety of the church in mind. It starts off very emphatic in verse 1. Many nations today would guard their impregnable fortresses And have their secure places upon a rock with chain gates to keep out the enemy. But our God is far greater and better and more secure a fortress than all these put together. Don't forget the personal possessive word used here in verse 1. God is our. Make sure we grasp that tonight. God is our refuge and strength he is my refuge and strength and don't forget also that God is your refuge and strength now in the present and in all three tenses the past, the present and the future all other refuges are weak with no real power what does the world turn to today when the trials of life come upon them we're in the middle of a trial of life, right at this moment, with this terrible disease that has swept the world in which we live in. So what do they turn to? What, is, what can the world turn to? Apart from maybe alcohol, drugs, etc. There is no power in these things. But God is not only our refuge, but He is our strength. He's our power. Our God is all-sufficient. Our God is all-powerful. And not only that, he is a very present help in troublous times. How many times have you proved and tried God to be what the psalmist says here in verse 1? God is with us at all times. He is constantly present with us. Close by our sides, ready to be our succor. See how in this very first verse, the use of little words that means so much. Our God is our refuge and strength. A very, he is a very present. He is close to us. He is beside us. He is with us every step of the way. Right there with us, closer than any brother, mother or father. Our God is with us every step of the way. And because he is with us, verse 2 says, Therefore, therefore, listen, he says, we don't need to fear. With God on our side, we don't need to fear, even if the earth is removed. Even if there was another catastrophe, or a third world war, or a disaster. Even if the mountains were carried into the sea, God will still be our refuge and strength. If you can imagine the most horrific of circumstances that may come about, maybe you're in one right now, but God is our refuge and strength. Whatever else can be thrown at us, the faith of the believers, Whatever the worst come to the worst, God would still remain faithful to us. And then in verse three it says, Though the, its waters roll roar, the sea can be a raging torrent of power and uncertainty, but the faith of the Christian smiles serenely. We should not be afraid of the noise or the force that surrounds, as every time we step out our front door, for the Lord our God comes the raging seas though the mountains shake with its swelling verse 3 men tremble at the eruption of volcanoes whether it's Mount Etna or Krakatoa or Vesuvius but the faith of the Christian is founded on a far firmer basis and although the world out there sneers at the Christian faith every day with its evilness and vileness its provocations It's wranglings, it's blasphemous language, it's downright ungodliness. We need not fear, for we are in the hands of the living God. He is our refuge and strength. And Jesus taught the disciples in Matthew 10, verse 28, do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him, God, who is able to destroy both soul and soul and body in hell so don't fear those who trust in the living God need never be dismayed the first three verses of this Psalm 46 are quite boisterous verses but then the mood changes at the end of verse 3 there's a wee word that says Selah and it's there for a reason it's there so we pause a Hebrew word only found in two books of the Bible, 71 times in the Psalms and three times in Habakkuk. And it's used so that we pause, pause and think and meditate. And the next four verses are in contrast to the first three verses. The pause between verses three and four is not an exclamation of dismay, but merely a rest between the storms, verses 1 and 3 and what the psalmist begins to say in verse 4 he says there is a river the river of divine grace wrapped up in these four words The, the river which never can run dry the river which is always flowing the river's whole water is always fresh that river which yields refreshment and consolation to us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the river of the water of life. And that's what you and I partake in as Christians. We have the water of life. See the contrast when earlier in verse 3 it says the waters roar. <clears throat> it's, a bo- it's a boisterous ocean, but now it's a placid stream. It flows without disturbance. And why? Because God is at the helm. Are you not happy tonight that you're in the Lord Jesus Christ? We're blessed by our own experience with God that there is such a river provided by God himself. And not just a river, but the streams of all those various ways in which God upholds his people. We hear of droughts all over the world where the ground is dry and parched. But to the Christian, when we are in the hands of God, that river and that stream that flow from it will never run dry. Because our God is an inexhaustible God, full of grace and mercy and love. This river and its streams shall make glad the city of God, in verse 4. And this is a great assurance to the Church of Christ, that he will unfailingly supply all our needs according to his riches in glory. And that times of trials, all sufficient grace will be given to endure to the end. Maybe you're going through a real difficult time. Maybe you feel as if the world is collapsing round about you in your own personal life. But Christian friend, Be not fearful, because God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help in troublous times. Notice the Bible never says that the people of God will be immune from trials. No, it's not come to Christ and all will be fine. But what it does say is that God will be with us. In every trial of life. Though its waters roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with its swelling. Verse 3. And then it says there is a river. It's there that river. And it's there for you tonight. And not only is it there. Verse 5 says God is in the midst of her. Not only is the river of grace. But God is in the midst How near is the Lord to the distresses of his saints? He's right here in the middle. When the world is in distress, and it's in distress tonight, and they phone for help, the world caves in. They've no hope, you see. The coronavirus has awakened many people to maybe the brevity of life, and we're not guaranteed our three score year and ten. No one to turn to in despair, but there is a God who loves us because He sent Jesus Christ to the cross of Calvary to die for our sins. For He is a sure and steadfast love of God the Lord is in the vessel you see therefore she cannot be wrecked and as soon as the first rays of light dawn on a new day God is there this reminds me of Psalm 121 he is not slack concerning his promise behold he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep No, when we awake during the night and we might be worried or fearful, God is there. Our God is a very present help in troublous times. And in verse 6, The heathen raged. The nations were in a furious uproar. They gathered against the city of the Lord like ravenous wolves. Is that not a picture of the world today? Nations raging against nations, threats of war, rumours of war, kingdoms and leaders trying to oust one another, blaming each other for the coronavirus. But real no thought for the living God, the one in whose hand their very breath is. You see, it just needs a word from the Lord, verse 6. He uttered his voice, the earth melted. With no other instrument apart from his word, the Lord rules the storm. So as we finish in verse 7, it says, The Lord of hosts is with us. This is the reason for our security, and that's our foes, and that our foes will be overthrown, although they do not know it. But the armies of men are are made to subserve his will. In other words, nothing happens in this world without God knowing about it and allowing it to happen. Nothing takes God by surprise. The coronavirus has taken many countries by surprise, but not God. In his providence, he has allowed this for some reason. Therefore, we can rest in this great truth, that the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So as we begin another week in lockdown, I want you to remember these few words in the beginning of Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. So remember that verse. Encourage one another. Look to Christ, look to God for strength, mercy, forgiveness, and hope. So let's pray then. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness to each one of us. We pray, Lord, that we would be all those who would remember that verse in Psalm 46, that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in troubled times. And Father we know that you are beside us, you are with us, you are alongside each and every one of us, from the youngest to the oldest. And we pray, Heavenly Father, in the weeks to come that those who are searching for a vaccine would soon find one, but in the meantime that you would just comfort us, come alongside us and uphold us by your almighty grace. Bless us, Lord, as we go into another new week. Go before us. Look after us for good. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.